Hello everybody! Hello, hello, hello! Welcome, welcome, welcome! I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dancefish.com. Glad to be here with you. We do this every Wednesday. It's 7 p.m. Mountain Time. You might have, might have noticed things look a little bit different behind us today. We'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, but let's start as we always do with our shipping report. And we have a pretty cool giveaway tonight too, plus a little bonus giveaway that I'll tell you about. So our shipping report, I'm happy to report, is clean. No losses to report. Thank goodness, because there's been a couple weeks with some losses, so I'm glad to report. Nothing to report, which is the report we want to report. <laughs> How many times can you say report in one sentence, Dan? Well, about that many. Um, so shipping report is, is clean, no losses. Hooray! Um, with that, let's get to the giveaway. So we're giving away some Kochu Tetras today, the blue Kochu Tetra. Um, there's been, there's some confusion about this fish, about their name. So I want to show you this fish. So this is the blue Kochu Tetra, sometimes called the Blue King Tetra, you know, one of the common names it has in the hobby. However, they're no longer known as Fred Kochuai, which is the species name they got Kochu Tetra from. They've been reclassified as of quite a while ago, actually. They're, they're Notus is the genus, Notus Borkai, named for Dieter Bork. So this is the fish, and is this article from Aquarium Glasser explains, they're actually not Bolkia Fred Kochuai, they're actually Notus Borkai. However, and this was way back when, this was 2009. However, us hobbyists don't seem to care and we always still call them by the old species name. So whatever you call them, they're still a cool fish. And uh, let's see, here we go. So nice sky blue fish, a little bit of red uh, towards the caudal fin and on the anal fin. Small, peaceful, as far as care, nothing of note. They're very easy to care for. They'll eat everything. They don't, they're not picky. They're not aggressive. You know, none, they don't ring any of the alarm bells. So I think they'll do good for almost anyone that has a, a community of, of small, peaceful fish. And we'll send you at least six of them, maybe a little more. If you would like to enter to win these cutesy little tetras, then you can do so here. Uh, it's hashtag blue kochu. So hashtag B-L-U-E-C-O-C-H-U to enter to win. All right, we've got something else we wanna show you today as well though. They're gonna be, after we do that giveaway, towards the end of the stream, we'll do a second giveaway for these. These are some stickers that were created by Johnny, our customer uh, happiness officer. Johnny's partner is an artist. And here is a Bosmane rainbow. Here is a Roseline barb. Self in Molly. Trying to make sure the camera focuses on it. Hopefully. Self in Molly. Puffer, I think this is a P Puffer, if I remember correctly. Oscar, 
hold it back here. Is it better? I think so. <laughs> Where's KG Tropicals? We have Oscar stickers. And Dario Dario, the Scarlet Baddest. So that is what we're going to be giving away. Looks like some lights went out. We'll, we'll get those turned back on in a jiffy. Here we go. Lights are back. So as you, as you might have noticed, we're, we're in a new space. We've moved everything over to the new warehouse. So I don't know what it looks like now because the old setup, I knew exactly what the lighting was. I knew what the sound was. So could you guys let us know, does it look okay? Does it sound okay? Am I too dark? Do I need to lighten up some settings? Um, is the, there's some HVAC equipment going. Is that, is that annoying? Can you hear that? How we doing as far as being set up here? This is our, our first stream in this area. So just curious, no idea what you're seeing on your end. Sound is good. Bunny Viper thinks it's too dark. Sounds good. Yes, a little lighter. Okay, I'm gonna try something. Let's see here, is that better? Okay, looks like sounds good, but maybe I was a little dark. So how's that? Are we good now? Sound is good. Recommend a ring light. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a ring light right now, but I know what you're talking about. Did that change it? Is that better? Better, much better, better. Okay, we're gonna go with that for now then. Much better, okay. All right, just a quick ISO adjustment, nothing, nothing major. So we'll go for that for now. If, if you can see us and hear us clearly, then we'll consider that a win <laughs> for the first stream in a brand new location. Excellent. High contrast and shadow, yeah. yeah. I I'm, I'm, will need to fine tune, but Dan merely adopted the darkness. <laughs> I've been the darkness for many years. So here we are, let me show you what we have going on. Uh, I can't show you everything just because I'm tied to a, a desktop computer, but what I can show you is over here, this big blue pipe is the beginnings of our micro bubble remover being installed. You can see some more equipment. Uh, oh man, this is difficult from there. These are big old T's for that big old 18 inch pipe. So we'll have pipes. You know what, I'm gonna wait for it to be assembled and show it to you instead of try to explain what's happening backwards pointing at things. Um, but anyway, that's what we have going against that wall. That'll help remove the micro bubbles that give the fish the bends. So right now we're not r running on the creek water system. We have to have that unit finished before we can do that. We're running on the soft water system. And we have all these tanks up and running. It's a lot of tanks, and that's just half of it. On the other side, can I do it? <laughs> uh, you can see some of them. So there's random arms with uh, <laughs> with his uh, <laughs> floppy arm thing. I forget what those are called, but yeah. So it's going well. We're almost completely moved in. All of the 40 gallons pretty much are, are set up and going. Now we just have to finish the 75 gallons that'll go all along this back wall. We have 100 feet of space there to put uh, 75 gallon aquariums. So we're close to being done. They, 
they think that they're going to have that micro bubble remover uh, completely installed by the end of the week. We'll see, but if they don't, it might be a couple days longer. But the point is, it's super close, and we're already able to operate in here. So it's been uh, been nice to get in here. It's a lot of work lugging all these tanks over, getting everything set up. We're tired for sure. We're always tired. <laughs> we put in really long hours around here. <laughs> Anyone want to work for Dan's Fish? You'll get tired. If you have trouble sleeping, join Dan's Fish. Guaranteed a good night's sleep at the end of the day. <laughs> we'll wear you out. Um, but yeah, it's coming along. We're so close. Uh, again, we have fish in, in half the system. The other half, we, uh, we have uh, an order arriving tomorrow and a couple large orders arriving next week. And then another one, the one with all the rainbows and uh, plecos and stuff, will arrive at the end of the month or beginning of July. We're waiting for CITES permits to clear. And my breeder for the rainbows and uh, plecos and some of the quarries and things like that is in Indonesia. And what happened in Indonesia recently is the government department that deals with the CITES permits changed. So it's as if it used to be the Fish and Wildlife Department that cleared CITES permits, and then a couple weeks ago it moved to the Department of Agriculture. It's kind of like that. So there's been a shift in Indonesia of which government department takes care of the CITES permits, and so there's delays going on with that because it's a new department getting up to speed, and you know you have all the things that can go wrong when that happens are going wrong. So hopefully it will be the end of this month. Um, there, there might be some delays. If it gets delayed too much, I will simply remove the Cites fish from that order so we can get the rest of it. The only Cites species on there is the zebra pleco, the L46s. And it's kind of amazing how much Cites paperwork can hold up. There's over, there's what, 150 something species on that order? And, and there's one that needs a Cites permit and that's holding things up right now. So if it continues, to be, I mean, by the time we have the 75 gallons up and ready, if there continues to be a delay, I'll just take those zebra plecos off that list so the delay stops, hopefully. So that's what's, uh, that's pretty much what's going on here. Now, I don't know exactly what this will look like in the future. Once those that micro bubble remover is completed. Our desks will move over there. I'm not sure if we'll do the live stream from a desk there. I don't know what the background would be like or if we'll set up something somewhere else. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what we're doing yet. And I'm not sure if we'll stay here either. We might decide now we can build a nice soundproof studio in the basement and, and go do the live streams back there. Not sure, but we're trying this out, excited to be here. It is kind of nice to, you know, just work and then, oh, it's time to live stream. And just go ahead and live stream instead of having to be like, oh, got to go to the studio to live stream. So there is something I like about that, but, but I don't know. Some days we could be unboxing a big fish order. It could be chaos behind us with tons of noise and shouting and Mandy running the show. So not sure exactly how it'll work. But anyway, that's the update. Shipping report is clean. We're giving away some cool Blue Kochu Tetris tonight. And the warehouse is online and running, not on the creek system, but on the soft water system, which is super cool. We have super soft water, and pretty soon we'll also have access to super hard water, and so we can keep a wide variety of fish. I'm looking forward to it.
I think that's all that I've got. So with that, we're going to open it up to questions and comments pretty soon. Before we do that, I want to thank my moderators for being here and doing what they do every week, making the stream run smoothly. Very much appreciated you guys doing that. And I'm going to get to the super chats here. It looks like I missed one from Alexander. Alexander, thanks for being you and thanks for doing what you do here every week. It helps a ton and it's it's making it in, in part so I can go to Louisville. I already registered at the hotel, did that a while ago, but finalized the plane tickets, I think last week or the week before. So thanks to everyone who's uh, super chatting because that helps get us there. And just a special thank you to Alexander because of, you know, the amount constantly every week that we get is amazing. If Alexander ever stops super chatting, I'm, I'm like, it's going to be a weird day. It's like the world will be, the universe will be out of order because it's just become such a thing. <laughs> so, so thank you, Alexander, for setting me up for a weird day in the future because I know it will last forever. Some dude. Thank you, Dan, for all that you're doing for the hobby. Your care of the fish and stocking all these amazing species. Zephophorus pygmaea are the powder blue swordtails I mentioned last stream. Okay, yeah, I like the pygmaea. I, I know that fish. I don't know a saurus for that fish, though. It's That's the issue with a lot of the wild-type live bearers, a lot of the killies. There's a lot of fish out there that I love, but I don't have a saurus for. I know a breeder here or there, but they don't breed enough to supply me. They breed enough to like share with fellow hobbyists, distribute a few, maybe list a couple on Get Gills or eBay or Aquabit or something like that. But I don't know a supplier who's doing them in such quantity that they are going to be able to supply them commercially to someone like me. Now, if you know of that person or someone here is that person, please do let me know. Wild type live bearers are near and dear to my heart. I just realized my phone just dinged, which means I must not have the ringer off. I apologize. Let me get that turned off here. Okay. We should be able to continue without interruption now. So some dude, if you breed wild type live bears or know someone that does and has quantity, uh, have them email me hello at dancefish.com. H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com. That would be, that'd be great. Thank you. Let's see. I already got Alexander. Oh, this is a new one. Alexander, thank you. Just contributing to the Turn Dan into Batman fun. <laughs> you already have your new layer now. That's for the Batmobile. Actually, we might be getting a Batmobile here quicker than, than we want. We're starting to order fish in such quantity that we're having trouble finding a courier who can handle the quantity. As soon as you get up into like cargo van size quantities on your orders, it becomes very hard to find a courier company that can handle that. A lot of the courier companies have big box trucks, but the, there's, no, there's no climate control in those. Or they have big flatbed trucks, things like that, for the hotshot runs. But what we need is a big cargo van with climate control at this point. Most of the couriers up to this point have been doing minivans, just stock, filling their minivans full of, of boxes and running them up. But we're at the point we need cargo vans, so that's, that's 
been difficult. We have a very large order landing in Denver this Sunday, and I don't really want to drive down to Denver and pick them up, but it's, it's starting to look like I might have to. And if that continues, I don't want to buy a van, especially not at this stage of the company, but if we have trouble getting the fish up, you know, a couple times a month, then it starts to become maybe worth that. So we might get a Batmobile. Who knows? I'm hoping we don't, but we might need to. We'll, we'll find out soon. And the issue with the Billings Airport is they can handle maybe about 10 boxes of fish, maybe a little more, but their planes can't handle much more than that. So if you do a large cargo shipment to Billings, then that shipment just gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because the planes don't have space for it. So we're starting to have to get more stuff shipped to Denver and the courier that we've been using has been fantastic, no complaints at all. They're a great customer as well. We're getting to the point though where it's harder and harder for them to find drivers because again, uh, being able to accommodate the large orders is, is getting difficult. So yeah, hopefully we don't have to turn the Batman fund into a Batmobile, but we'll see. Thanks again, Alexander. That's, that's very, very kind of you. Stephen P. 2003 Aquartics. I caught the replay and heard we share a birthday. So, do you consider yourself a Gemini Cancer or who cares? I consider myself a split personality. <laughs> Being on the cusp like that explains a lot about me, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't put much stock in any of that, but it's, it's kind of fun to know that give yourself license to uh, not adhere to anything because you're on the cusp. No one knows what you're going to do. You can do what you want. <laughs> All right. Let's see who else I missed here. Ooh, Carla M said it was buffering. Has this been buffering for anyone else or hopefully not? But again, we're in a new, a new location, so I'm not sure exactly how it's coming through. Let's see your stream health says it's excellent and by the way we're on wi-fi right now but we have we have fiber optic running straight to this building so even our wi-fi here is a lot quicker than our um, ethernet cables back at the other location so once we get the ethernet cables run and we're plugged in you know through hard lines then this should be just lightning quick all right going up here <laughs> Orange cones, random arms and dance fish made my week. Hey, you made our week uh, when you sent us Mr. Floppy Arms over there. <laughs> random arms now has a random arm companion <laughs> on his desk. It's, it's pretty awesome, Orange cones. That was cute. <laughs> it's me. I'm a USPS distribution warehouse employee. Curious if you have seen any change in your service over the last few years due to our policy changes, thanks. Um, it's me. I used to use USPS for many, many years, but as of, oh, two years ago now, year and a half, two, three, something like that. As of a, a couple or a few years ago, I actually had to switch. So I, I switched to UPS or FedEx. Uh, for the last while, it's been UPS. And the reason I had to switch, and you know, you're probably gonna hate to hear this, but 
it stopped being reliable. So it used to be that I could ship by priority mail and almost always the fish would get there within two days, three days at the max. But then it started to be that they would start getting there usually three days and several on four days. It just started to get a lot slower. So I stopped doing that and I started doing USPS Express, you know, overnight delivery. And what I found was, I don't think this is an exaggeration. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that half the packages were delayed, would get there in two days, three days, sometimes four days. So I was charging people for really high rates for next day delivery via express and people were not getting them the next day, right? And that's a problem because people are taking work off and to receive the fish or, you know, rearranging their lives so they can receive fish that don't show up at the right time. Plus it's of course not good for the fish to be in the bags longer than they absolutely have to be. So we did end up having to switch. So um, no shade on you. I still like the postal service, but for live fish, I, I, can't, I can't recommend it anymore. Not after what I've experienced the last, last couple years or so. So I don't know exactly when that change started. I have to, I'd have to go way back to remember when we made that switch exactly. But yeah, we, I, I did see changes. It used to be for, geez, for 25, 27 years, uh, the post office was my go-to and it worked really good. It worked well, but that did change, yes. Now, if they've made some changes recently, it's me over the last little while and it's improving things, then that's good. However, at this point, UPS gives me such a good rate and their, their on-time delivery uh, percentage is so high that it wouldn't make sense for me to switch back. Not that you're asking me to switch back, but that's, that's kind of where things are at in my experience. I don't know if it's like that for everyone or just here in my location, but that is what I experienced. Samuel Joseph Fernald, can you give us any hints about the new orders, any new types of stiffodons? Samuel, I, I'm not going to go into specifics on that, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, yes, I did order lots of stiffodons, but I don't want to go into specifics. And the reason is what I found in the past is when I go into specifics, people get very excited about a certain fish. And then when that fish does not show up, because invariably when you place these orders, there's a percentage of fish that just don't show up. They don't get included in the order. Uh, they ran out, they didn't have them. When they went to collect them, there weren't any there, yeah, wh whatever the case is. And so I hate, I hate giving that experience to the customer where they're all excited about a fish I said I was getting. And then it's like, it's like Christmas morning. And then I have to tell them you get no presents, right? Bad experience. So now what I do is I, I don't, I typically don't announce what we're getting until it, it's ready to go because then, then I know that I can actually fulfill the promise and I'm not getting people excited just to set them up for a letdown. So that's how I handle that. It's mainly for that reason. The, the secondary reason, the corollary to that is that when you tell people, hey, I'm expecting to get this fish in and, and there's a certain group of people that get really excited about that, they start emailing you a lot. Can I pay now and you can hold them for me? How can I make sure I get some, all that stuff, which I totally get by the way. No, 
I understand as a hobbyist myself, I do that to people that I buy fish from too. But it becomes a logistics, uh, it, it becomes rough for the people handling those emails to handle all that and, and try to make it happen, but we don't really have a good way to make it happen. So it all always ends up being kind of this jumbled thing. And because of that, sometimes we'll forget that someone had been promised that they were gonna get this thing and they sell out in a couple hours after we list them and then now we've you know had another problem. So I haven't found it to be a good experience for the customers and it adds uh, unnecessary complexity to our back end as well. So that's why we don't do that. But yes, lots of stiffodons are on order. Richard Reynolds, when you are finished, how many different species will you be able to have? Well, we'll, we'll have about five times the aquariums that we've had up to this point. And I think typically, think, random arms might correctly, correct me on this, but I think we're typically up at around 150 species. I mean, when we're not tearing things down and moving things and, and in this kind of transition stage, I think it's somewhere around 150 species, give or take a bit at any given time. So 5x that roughly is, is where we'll be. And when we build phase two, then we'll double that. Then we'll have about 10x what we have now. Now we don't know for sure if we're gonna build phase two, it depends on the data we collect here in phase one, but we do hope to be able to do that. That is definitely in the plans to, to expand this space. All right, chat's about to jump. Oh, I just did it. I can always tell because it does this weird little pause shake thing and then it goes boom. <laughs> like it, it gathers its strength and then it jumps super high. Hang on, here we go. All right, we've got it. 218 folks are here. Thanks for being here, folks. Thanks for spending your Wednesday evening with us. If you don't know, we have a cool drawing for some blue kochu tetras. So later on, we'll draw, draw those. They're these beautiful fish, actually known as notice borkai, but usually called Bohilkia Fred Kochuai, which uh, is a misidentification of this fish, but what we still call them in the hobby. But peaceful, very beautiful little nano fish. And then we're also gonna do, after that, a giveaway of a bunch of cute little fish stickers that Johnny, our customer happiness officer's uh, partner, has created. So the winner will get all these stickers I'm showing you. A group of, what is this, six stickers. So a nice pack, variety pack, of really neat stickers. If KG Tropicals is not here yet, this is John. Ooh la la. <laughs> if KG is not here yet, someone reach out and let John know he needs this uh, this Oscar sticker. Okay, looks like no one else was buffering, so our signal must be good. It must have been a problem on on the other end. Um, if you're getting buffering then if you refresh, usually it will solve the problem. And if you refresh and it's still not solved, give us a shout out and we'll see if it's us or someone else. But yeah, it looks like the stream. Looks like the stream's been healthy. It's telling me it wants us to increase our bit rate for audio actually, that it can handle a higher audio bit rate. But I'm not gonna do that while we're live because I'm afraid it'll accidentally shut us down somehow. 
you're in top chat. I know, I know, thank you. <laughs> so, but it's me, I'm not. It looks like I am, but if you look here, I'm actually in live chat. Oh, I didn't realize I still am. I've got the setup different, so I'm transitioning screens and not realizing I'm leaving them up because they're in the opposite order that they usually are in this space. But if you look here, so it says top chat here, right? That's what you're seeing. I don't know why it displays that to you, but what I'm actually reading is this, which is the live chat. I'm not sure why there's that bug. I always load it as live chat and it always displays it to you as top chat. Or it shows you that I'm in top chat, which I'm not. But I appreciate you uh, letting me know because if I was, I would want to change it. U.S. Scraper. Can you explain the proper care conditions for the blue Kochu Tetra? Yeah, there, there's nothing of note, really. They're super easy. So they're a small, peaceful fish. They don't get very large. And they, they do get to the food quickly, like a typical Tetra. Besides that, you can keep them in hard water, soft water. As long, temperatures could be, uh, you know, mid-70s to low-80s without any problem. I don't know, 74 to 82 would probably be just fine. They eat everything. There, I don't think there's any real special care for them, except that as a tetra, they, they prefer to be in groups. You'll notice them kind of cue off of each other. They're not exactly a schooling fish. A schooling fish is defined, as I understand it, as unidirect, as, as fish that all swim in sync with each other. So they turn together, they all shift together in one big group. What most fish in the aquariums are, are shoaling fish, which are fish that like to be surrounded by members of their own species, but they're gonna go do their own thing. This one's gonna go pick at this food while this other one swims over this way and investigates this leaf. And this one, uh, you know, heads over to harass this other fish a little bit. They, they aren't in a tight school, unidirectionally swimming to confuse predators. They're just hanging together. So these like to hang together. But I, a U.S. scraper, they're, they're hardy, um, easy fish in my opinion. Really sensitive to ammonia, I guess I should say that. I, this is not one I'd use to cycle a tank. I would put them in a mature, well-seasoned tank. It's not going to go through, you know, nitrogen, nitrogenous waste spikes uh, if you add add them to the tank. But but that's that's par for the course for for most fish. John Keith Gardner, do you enjoy bigger cichlids such as Midas or flowerhorns? I do enjoy them. I don't. Some of the coolest cichlids I've ever seen are big wet pets that I've seen in other people's collections. I myself usually don't maintain aquariums that are large enough to give them the home that I deem necessary for a fish like that. I, I think you want really big tanks. So I've never kept them personally in my collection just because I don't feel like I could give them the right home. But I sure enjoy visiting them at other people's homes. Absolutely. Uh, some of my, the coolest interactions I've had are with monster fish. I think they're amazing. So I, I like them. They're just not something I keep. But yeah, I think they're amazing. Basically, I like fish. Like if it's a fish, I think it's cool. Even, even common Placostomus I think are awesome. I think we've done them a disservice by telling everyone they're a great little algae eater and selling them, you know, when someone buys a 10 gallon tank and stuff. I think that's horrible. 
But if that wasn't the case, let's imagine we hadn't we hadn't discovered the common pleco until today. Let's say the first ones came on the market today and they're these big, beautiful plecos. They're stunning, right? Neat patterns on them. If that fish just hit the market today and was like in low numbers still, everyone would be wanting that fish. Like people would be paying top dollar for that fish and keeping it in large setups, taking really good care of it, just like they do with some of the, the giant uh, gold type plecos and things like that, some of the really big panaks and, and those types. So it's not the fish's problem. The fish is cool. The fish is amazing. But the way the industry's done that fish dirty is no good. So I like, I like all fish. I don't want to keep every fish. I don't think I'm the right owner for every fish. And I don't think that every fish does really well in the hobby. But fish are cool to me, period. I just think they're all really neat. A-Train, how long should I put or run a new sponge filter in an established tank before I can use that tank to filter, uh, to, that filter to cycle a new tank? Okay, so you've got a, a new filter. You want to get it colonized with nitrifying bacteria so you can then move it to a, a new tank and get that tank cycle started more quickly. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. That's what we've done here. We've taken a bunch of old sponge filters and moved them over and, and started all these tanks with those. We've been checking ammonia steadily, and I think we had the first couple days two tanks that had the slightest amount of ammonia, and then we haven't seen it since out of all these tanks. So it's a pretty good method. What I would say, at, at the normal temperatures that we keep aquariums, Nitrifying bacteria tend to double their population every 24 hours, if I remember right. I talked to Dr. Tim at Dr. Tim's Aquatics about this a while ago. The guy's got a PhD on nitrifying bacteria. He's discovered strains in nitrifying bacteria. He knows this stuff. And I can't remember now if it was 12 or 24 hours that the population doubles, but let's go with uh, 24 on the safe side. So. I think that within a week or so, that new sponge is gonna be pretty well populated with bacteria and you could move it over. Two weeks would be safer. So, you know, do what you're comfortable with. But when you did that, I would definitely test frequently for the first few days to make sure that you're uh, not having an issue with, with ammonia spiking up on you or nitrite spiking up on you. Swamp Thing throwing down a super chat. Thank you so much, Swamp Thing. Appreciate it. Add this to the coffee monster energy fund for the hardworking dance fish crew. How many of you are there now? So we have uh, Random Arms, who you all know. His, the, the real name's Jonathan, but affectionately Random Arms. He is our, well, he's my business partner, basically. He helped me build this thing. He did all the coding of, of the sites, and he's been, he's been in on this since early days. So... I consider Jonathan my, my business partner. Um, then we have Mandy, who's our fish happiness officer. In any other company, she would be the chief operations officer. We have Johnny, who's our customer happiness officer. In any other company, he would be called, I don't know, customer service director or something like that. And we have Lex, who is helps Mandy maintain the fish and keep everything in good working order. 
On top of that, we've got my kids who I like to teach how to work. And so they help out frequently. And I think that's, that's well, and of course, Brenda. <laughs> but officially, there's, there's five of us at this time. And I'm not sure, we're, we don't know for sure how many we're going to need. We have to get this thing up and stocked and start operating in it for realsies to get a feel for what it actually takes. I think it might take less than we thought. When I feed the fish now, it's so much quicker and so much more efficient than when I had to do it before because we have these nice long rows and you can go down and feed them much more quickly. There's no stairs to go up and down and all that like we had at the old place. So you still want to take a little time, right? And make sure the fish are eating and all that. But you can stack all the food on one cart, go around one time, and you're done. So there's lots of efficiencies that are, are built into this space that we don't know exactly what they are yet because we haven't operated fully in the space yet. So we're kind of going to learn a lot in the next couple months about what we can handle the the five of us and then we'll know kind of where to go from there but we're going to keep it lean and dirty <laughs> lean and scrappy and the one thing that I think we would jump at now if the right person presented themselves was uh, I haven't I haven't found the Dan's Fish Company name for this position yet but the the marketing director someone who can, or even if they aren't comfortable being a director yet, I can direct them depending on where they're at in their development, but uh, someone that can create content for us, help us churn out videos, help us uh, keep the Instagram going, and just, just keeping our story fresh in front of people as we continue to move on. So if anyone out here likes to create content, photos, videos, um, and things that we could use to, to put on social media posts and things like that and help keep people in the loop of what we're doing because things are evolving quick around here, then yeah, please reach out. Reach out at hello at dansfish.com, H-E-L-L-O at dansfish.com. We are looking for that position still. Besides that one, we've got, man, we have great people. We have a, we have a solid team and now it's just a question of getting to know our new reality and adjusting. <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. And that's kind of the thought of, of how we're going to approach hiring. Um, often, if you talk to someone starting a company, one of it's almost like a bragging right, I find, like in the, in the startup world, to say, oh yeah, I've you know, we've got 20 employees, or we've got 100 employees, or we've got 300 employees. And personally, I always find that a poor marker of how well the company's doing. Is it you have to have 100 employees because you're so inefficient? <laughs> Another company could do it with 10? Like, not that we don't want to provide jobs for people and things, but I, I always find that, and by the way, Swamp Thing, I'm not saying that that you're doing this at any by any means but um, it, it's always something that pops in my head when I hear about how many employees other companies have I'm like really because I think if you set up the proper procedures you might be able to do that with 20% less folks you know and so anyway so that that's why we're gonna proceed 
in that way. We, we know we want someone to help with marketing, but anything else beyond that, we're going to wait till we're so we feel the hurt and they're like, okay, now we know we need someone in this position. Really, we need them. And then we'll bring them in. That's, that's kind of how we'll, we'll learn our limits and learn what we can do. And hopefully, it'll for, force us to think first about how good are our processes and procedures. If, if the go-to is, here's a pain point, how can we change things and operate differently to fix that without compromising quality? I think that's good to have those pain points. If if the answer to everything is hire someone and just hire someone, hey, we don't, this thing is a problem. Okay, we need to hire someone. If that's always the default, I think you never grow as a company. I think you, I think you don't understand yourself fully and what you could do and what you should be doing. So I don't know. I don't know why that sparked all that. Uh, that ramble from me, but that's how I kind of think about employees and hiring, where we are and where we're going with that. Canada's Aquatics and Exotics, throwing down my favorite super sticker of all time, the one I call Pippi Longstocking, cheering me on. Thanks, Canada's Aquatics and Exotics. Appreciate you, and thanks for uh, thanks for making Pippi appear. <laughs> Kelly Foreman, let's get that warehouse filled with cool fish. We're working on it. I can't tell everyone right now what it is, but uh, yeah, there's some amazing things. In fact, something I want to do, one of the things I like to do for my investors is, is kind of let them know what I'm trying to bring in. It's just been so busy. I, I, I haven't done that for everyone, but what I would like to do is, is for any investors is send them a list of, here's some of the stuff we're, we're planning on getting in so, so they can get excited. Because I, I consider the investors part of the company. Technically, they are, but I I want them to feel like they're they're part of this. And I feel like I've been distant lately, not because not because I don't want to, but because I've been doing this. <laughs> this is a lot of work. But yeah, I, I would like to do that too. I, I want to try to find the time. But I'm gonna have to run to Denver this weekend. Like, and before I can do that, there's stuff we got to get done. So there, you know, it's just been crazy. Anyway, how did I get on that? Let's get to more questions and comments. Leo 2000, or sorry, Leo 209 Aquatics, Amador County. What a pistol that you have right now can get you pairs. Can you get pairs? Okay, so you're wondering what a pistols do we have that we can sex? Unfortunately, we just sold out of all the ones that I can sex. We, we had some amazing ones. We listed them as pairs, and uh, they are all gone. So at this point, I can't think of any that I have that I could be like, yep, I can get a pair of those for you. They're just either juveniles. Not, I'm not great at sexing a pistos. I'm not an expert on a pistos, so I can't look at a small little pisto and sex it and feel confident that when they grow up for the customer, they're going to get what they wanted. I have to wait until the male is obviously a male and the females have got big enough that they're displaying obvious female coloration and behavior to know, okay, there's a pair. Up till then, they could all be females or they could be immature and not showing any male coloration or, or traits yet, or they could be, I don't know, yeah, something like that. So I'm, I'm just not expert enough to look at a, I don't know, like a three-quarter inch of pistol and be like, 
oh yeah, that's, there's a pair, there's a male, and there's an obvious female. I, I can't do it. Because I'm always worried that the ones that look female are just small males that haven't colored up yet. Mmm. I needed this. Hang on, I'm going to take a moment and savor. We're so lucky in Sheridan, Wyoming. We have the best water. It's just so good. I mean, well, <laughs> I'm judging that on Los Angeles water, so let's be real. <laughs> Anywhere has the best water once you leave Los Angeles. <laughs> it's me. It's not new to me. I keep hearing this. Sorry, I have nothing to do with policy. Oh, yeah, the, the USPS. Yeah, I'm sorry too because I really liked being able to ship priority mail and offer those rates to my customers. But, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, I like the post office though. Everything else, like, think about it. It's pretty miraculous that we have, that you can stick a stamp on an envelope, give it to the post, post person? Is that what we're saying now? <laughs> the postman. And uh, it'll show up in New York within a few days. Like, that, that's awesome. I've lived in other countries, and let me tell you, I didn't get half the mail that was sent to me, and half the mail I sent to other people didn't make it there. There was a lot of, oh, this looks good, I'm going to put that in my pocket, right? It was very unreliable. So, I, uh, I like our post office. It's just not right for fish, in my opinion. Okay, okie dokie. I'm scrolling here, and hang on, boom, there it goes. Chat jumped. I'm getting back, hang on, I'm scrolling back up to try to find where it jumped from. Because I, I hate it when it jumps and I can't get to the person's comment. I don't want to leave people behind, but here we go. Oh, what a great one. There's one about Amazonas, Amazonas Magazine there. Okay, the next one I can see is Tamara Sirois. So if you left a, a comment above the one I'm about to read... I can't see it anymore. Chat jumped and cut me off. So in that case, please leave it down below and I'll get back to it as, as quick as I can. Uh, we prefer it if you don't spam the chat with your comment over and over and over, but in the case where it cuts off and I can't see it, then yeah, please feel free to leave it again. Tamara, what temperature do you keep your CPDs at? Mine are due in tomorrow. So the CPDs in this location are probably sitting at about 77 degrees. Now, CPDs don't mind it cool. They, they come from, is it Lake Inlay, the CPD? Uh, I gotta, let's, let's look at this. Or somewhere around there. It's not Lake Inlay, is it? Okay, let's see this. So let's stick these marginatus. There's a new genus, uh, Salween Basin, the north, okay, northeast of Inlay Lake. So it's not in Lake Inlay, but it's close to it. So I was wrong, it's not actually in the lake. Um, but if I, if I remember right, I'd have to read the articles again. I, I read so much and sometimes I confuse one fish with another. 
and if I haven't read something in like seven years, right, I, I might be confusing it. But if I remember right, the lake they come from is actually uh, quite cool. So I think CPDs would probably be fine upper 60s to upper 70s, somewhere in that range. Can someone here, though, confirm is, am I, I don't know the time, like it would be bad television if I took 10 minutes right now and went to look it up and read up on it and stuff. You would just be sitting there watching me, you know, read how exciting. So I, I can't do that right now, but it's, could someone here uh, confirm that or correct that? I, I can't remember exactly where I'm at. Jess Aquatics, I'm surprised Dan didn't mention anything about TM Aquatics. What about TM Aquatics? I like TM Aquatics a whole lot. I like Tom, but I've been like tied up with this. I haven't looked at anything. What did I miss? Did something happen? Could someone let me know what I missed? I, I, I hate to think I missed something about Tom. I really like him. But, geez, I, I haven't done anything but work nose to the grindstone for, for a couple weeks now. I, I haven't been doing much watching YouTube or anything like that. Hey, Train, do you know of any endlers that are at most $30 a pair? I want to breed a type of endler that isn't super common but still in my price range. How many endlers would you start with in a 20-gallon? I'd probably do, oh, two to three males and three to four females if I could. Three pair, roughly, in a 20-gallon. You could fit a lot more than they're in that, but if what you're trying to do is raise them, that'll give you room in that tank to raise a lot of babies and still have you know a good breeding group to start with. So I think around six or so would be a great breeding start in a 20-gallon. It's hard to recommend a specific type because it's not always about the type of endler, but the quality of the endler. So it could be a very common strain of endler that you could pick up for a few bucks at your local pet store, but this one happens to be the show winner, right? The, the breeder worked that line and got like the, the ultimate endler out of that really common one. So it's, it's hard to say it can have to do with quality or it can have to do with type. And what I find with endlers is they're usually either really expensive, $80, $120 a pair, or they drop way down to, you know, 10 to 20 bucks a pair once they've been bred out enough. So the $30 range is actually a little hard for me to recommend because that's kind of mid-range. Most endlers are either in the upper range when they're first introduced and, and there aren't many available, but then they breed super quick and it, it, within a few years it's dropped down to the kind of, you know, $20-ish range, $10-ish range, somewhere in there. So I don't have a good answer for you, A-Train, I'm sorry. Rockin' Fish, this month's Amazonas Magazine has an article on Melanotania marasi. Did I say that right? Marasi? Do you think they will be available to you? Um... I don't have a way to look at that right now when I'm live. That's... I don't remember seeing that specific one available uh, yet. But I'd be surprised if it wasn't available in the next couple years. It usually takes a couple years for them to get a breeding group established and get a new species going enough to start selling them. So 
I'd have to look rocking fish and I can't really do that right now with how, how I've got the camera software all set up. But would you send me an email rocking fish and I'll, I'll take a look. U.S. Scraper. There's no R in the middle of Scraper. Oh, there isn't! It's Scaper, like aquascaping. You're right. My brain threw an R in there. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. It's like a very, like, aquarium hobbyist term, right? U.S. Scaper. And I'm like, no, we're just going to go Scraper. Sorry, man. Yeah, no good. U.S. Scaper. I'll try to remember that. Tom at Team Aquatics had his initial live stream just before you tonight. We posted your links as the next live stream. Oh, that's what I missed. Well, Tom, good for you. You bit the bullet. You went for it. Good for you. Uh, unfortunately, no, we've, we're in, we're like in heavy transition mode. We're like moving everything over. So I have not looked at it, the internet for quite a while unless it's for work. But good for Tom. I'm, I'll have to reach out to him. Bunny Viper, can snakeskin barbs be kept with fire ring and glow light danios? What's a fire ring? Is that Tin Winnie? What, what's a fire ring danio? Or is that Kyathit? Bunny Viper, do you know which, what the scientific, okay, let's, let's look here. Let's see if we can find out what fire ring is. Common names can be hard. Fear. Kyathid or Tinwini? Kyathid. The Kyathid, Daniel. Okay. Can snake fin barbs be kept with firing or Kyathid and glow light Daniels? Yeah, I think that would be fine. Snakeskin barbs are, are less barby than a lot of barbs, meaning like if you have a group of tiger barbs or clown barbs or rosy barbs or gold barbs, you put your hand up to put food in, they're already all in a big pile at the top. I think snakeskins are a little more laid back than that. I, I, I would find them to be more like uh, hexazona or pentazona or octazona, you know, one of those kind of more mild barbs. But I think that they would hang well with glow lights and fire rings nonetheless. Yeah, I think they would be fine. They're just not, I don't think, going to be as quick to the food as those others, so you'll have to just make sure they get enough food. Orange cones. There is a shipping issue to report. My box had two extra fish in it by mistake. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course, we wanted to increase your breeding group, so... We know you've been looking at those. So Orange Cones has been trying to breed spotted headstanders for quite a while. And we happened to have a couple that we thought would be a good addition to uh, the breeding group. So we, we surprised Orange Cones. Well, you're a good customer, Orange Cones. And you're a good supporter of the community and the live stream. And so we happened to have a fish we knew that you were really, really wanting. So yeah, every now and then we can do something like that. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper, hey! Four two-inch hairy puffers settled in. Seven hairies now. Should have a pair by 2023. 77 of the still tiny palustris fry. So these are a species of puffer fish. Hard to breed, but Mountain Toff's getting it done. Uh, our first, okay, 
Still have the tiny Pelusis fry. They ate the first Daphne Magma today. Magna. And first white worms. Great times up here. That sounds awesome. So you've got them up to easier live foods. Good. Good, good. Are you starting on uh, rotifers or something like that? I can't remember. I know we've talked about it before. But I've got camera brain and I'm tired. It's, this is fun and I'm glad all this is happening. But we're definitely uh, earning our keep here and we're all losing weight. It's a lot of hard physical work. <laughs> Who needs a gym when you've got a warehouse to stock? Alexander Engelhart, take times. Oh, tax times. Yes, exactly. So we're talking, tax times are a measure of efficiency or a measure that helps you become more efficient that Alexander and I have discussed in the past. So inside joke there, exactly. Tax times. And, and, Yep, yep. I, I feel a little guilty because I still have a lot of tax times that I, I haven't yet taken. There's a lot to take. <laughs> We've just tried to get set up, so I'll get there. It's funny, the thing, sometimes things to make you more efficient, you don't have time to do. Does that make sense? We'll get there. It's not forever, but... Yeah, sometimes you're just so like, have this project, just have to get through it, and when that's done, then I'll have time to, to improve this other thing. Yeah. Peplin Creek Aquatics, what brand airline do you use? Kind of whatever's cheapest, but I like to buy mine from uh, Gemco, and, and the reason I do that, I, I, sh I like Corey at Aquarium Co-op a lot, and I'm sure his airline's great. The issue is I have to buy it in huge quantities, so I, I tend to buy it. I've I tend to buy it in wholesale. I have a wholesale account at Gemco, so it just makes sense for me to buy it in bulk at wholesale through Gemco rather than it retail from from Corey. So, if if I only had a couple tanks though and needed a small amount, I would probably support the co-op. I just I like what they're doing, and I've been I've been following Corey since he had just under thirty thousand subscribers since early days, and um, I don't agree with everything, but I agree with almost everything that the co-op does and that, that Corey tries to do. I really think he's got the heart of a hobbyist. I really think he's trying to improve things and yes he's running a business and yes he needs to make money but I, I honestly I would support him and, and buy from him if I only needed a little bit to do a few tanks I, or or someone else if there's another story you it's just who do I want to support is is how I would do it because it's not a massive purchase it's not gonna make me go broke so um, who do you like who's helped you is it aquarium co-op is it uh, KG tropicals is it Oh man, now that I started naming, I'm going to stop because I'll forget a bunch of people and, and it'll go bad. People will be like, what about me and my store? But the point is, I would say, who's giving you the most value and just buy from them? Because honestly, airline tubing is kind of airline tubing. It all goes bad after a few years. The vinyl gets really hard and brittle, but the silicone doesn't last forever either. Uh, 
it's all good in my opinion. You're going to need to replace it in a, in a couple years, a few years, no matter which one you get. So I would do it based on who I wanted to support rather than which is the absolute best quality airline. It, it kind of doesn't matter in my opinion. Not a small thing like that. Rich Lidstrom. Hey, Dan, are you familiar with... Yes, I can't say the name, but I am. <laughs> Stedker Discus from Germany. I, I believe this is uh, Hans is the one that deals in Stedker Discus. Isn't that right? Tap water safe Discus. If so, have you heard they are closing shop? No. They still in all their fish by the end of the year? No, that's horrible news. Stedker has been around for a long time. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, I didn't know that, Rich. If I had a setup for Discus, I would actually be contacting them and doing some bulk purchases, but the timing's off. I, I do not have anything set up for Discus, and it'll be a while before I do. Shoot. Oh, that's kind of horrible. You hate it when a... Uh, Excuse me, my ears itching. I know, <laughs> I know you shouldn't do this in polite society, but who here is polite? Let's be honest. I, it's just, it's always a little sad when a, a standby of the hobby closes. Like, if Gemco closed, I would be really sad. If, you know, there's, there's these businesses I've been dealing with for years and years that I have relationships with and have helped a lot of people and have helped me and I think I have good products and. Oh, that's a bummer, Rich. Thanks, Rich, for bringing the downer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks for the info. Okay, this is how far behind I am. I finally got to Kelly Foreman's super chat that said, let's get that warehouse filled with cold fish that I responded to uh, when? Half an hour ago? Swamp Thing, I've seen too many companies crash and burn by expanding too fast. Slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. If you expand too fast, you run out of cash. And then how do you get your inventory? Yeah, it's a trap. I've, I've seen it too. Yep, it's go, learn, iterate. Go, learn, iterate. I, I agree. Patricia Kloppel, hello everyone and sorry I'm late but I'm here. Welcome Patricia. Tardiness is not accepted, however. You'll need to be off to the principal's office for your punishment. Jeez. I'm just joking, Patricia. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Random Arms. If you want Dan to see your comment, please tag him using at Dan's Fish or just Dan's Fish. Yes, the goal is to do it in such a way that these bright orange boxes appear for me. If you do that, I see these bright orange boxes. And then as I scroll down the chat, that's what I respond to. It just jumped. Yeah, I'm so far behind, I'm not surprised. Okay, let's see what we can get to here. I missed a super chat. Peplin Creeks, sorry, Peplin Creek Aquatics, thank you so much. Tom did a live stream right before yours. Oh, I missed that a long time ago. That was, yeah, I'm a little behind. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Tom. I, I like that guy, I, I'll reach out to him directly. I'm sorry I missed that. But I've missed, I'm an equal opportunity misser. I, we have been playing some like live streams and stuff um, in the background as we're working. 
when we're just siphoning tanks and emptying tanks so we can move them, like no-brainer work like that. But oftentimes, it's too crazy and frenetic when we're all working and there's these big projects and stuff and we're all talking to each other and, and constantly helping each other out and switching from one person who needs help to the next person who needs help and all that. It, it gets kind of frenetic, so we can't do that as often as we'd like. Toad Tamer, Toad Tamer, good to hear from you. I finally put a male-female pair of rainbows in a 30-gallon breeding tank, but they, they're suddenly very skittish. Should I add dithers? Even though it's a breeding tank, it's heavily planted too. I don't think you need to. That's rainbow fish for you. Very often, if I have a group of rainbow fish and they're all settled in and colored up and stuff, if I take them and move them to another tank, they're going to be skittish for a little while. Not always, but, but very commonly. So I wouldn't worry about that. The, for example, the Melanotania uh, Fredericki Claw Y that I have, which are as good as Fredericki get. It's, it's a beautiful Fredericki strain. I was so excited. They were all colored up. I tried to get some pictures, never got some really good ones. Uh, we moved them here, same water supply as I have at the house and everything, and they, they instantly faded out. So I'm hoping in a couple weeks they color back up because I want to get some pictures and show those to you guys. I think they're in one of the tour videos, the last one or the one before the last one, where we showed the, the new fish that we had. But I wanted to get a good picture because they were looking good. So it happens to me too, Toad Tamer. I think that's just rainbows for you. It's heavily planted, 20 gallon. They're probably gonna, it might take a little while, but they'll calm down eventually. Now, if they don't, if two weeks go by and they're still acting like that, then then maybe, maybe they need some dithers. And the best dithers would be more rainbow fish of the same species if you have them, so you get a nice big group of rainbows. I think rainbows generally do better in groups, even for breeding, but you can breed pairs for sure. But again, if in two weeks they're still skittish, then maybe give them some dithers, maybe wrap the sides in the back of the tank so that you know, they, aren't, they feel a little more secure. You said it's planted, so I imagine the bottom has some gravel or something and you, aren't, you don't have a bare bottom tank with light shining up. That can bug them, but I think you're okay. Ryan Hoke, thank you for your tips. Last video I was able to attend regarding breeding CPDs I didn't get many eggs, but I have had three out of 10 eggs hatch, and that's great for my first try. Hey, anytime you can get a little progress, I agree. Anytime you get that first little taste of success, it can drive you to the next uh, next thing. So Ryan, you're welcome. Glad it was helpful. And you know, I just told you the way Rick does it, so thanks to Rick. Ryan, oh, Ryan Reynolds. I was like, we have the Mint Mobile owner here. Richard Reynolds. <laughs> I'm doing it again. I'm calling you Scraper. <laughs> My brain does all kinds of things when I try to read words. Richard Reynolds did his first live stream earlier as well. Okay, cool. Oh, no, you're saying that Tom did his first live stream earlier. Cool, got it. I thought you were letting me know about someone else. And I was like, oh, I can't keep up anymore. Yeah. U.S. Scaper. You can do Japanese blue endlers. Yeah, that's not bad. Maybe a double sword blue endler. That might be one that's in the uh, price range that Alton was looking for, around 30 bucks. Yeah, good suggestion. 
20 to 30, I would say. Orange cones, if I were to try to breed my Pseudomugil luminatus, what male-female ratio would you recommend? Male-female pairs, more, males, more females than males in the breeding tanks. Well, the first thing I would recommend is a, is a group, a good-sized group of them. The ratio of that group, it doesn't matter so much, but if, if quantity is the goal, then you always want more females than males. But the truth is, if you have a group of a dozen and you have pairs, I bet you're going to get more eggs than you know what to do with out of those six females, especially if you feed them really well and condition them. So, yes, if you had only four males and eight females, would you get more eggs? Probably, but I bet six females is going to give you plenty of eggs. Now, they do eat their eggs often, so you want to make sure those spawning mops are nice and dense. One of the best tricks is, let's say you have a dozen. Take the males and females, separate them, feed them really well. Live and frozen foods are excellent for this. You can use rapashi or big uh, pellets and things so that they, they get you know a lot of food, but frozen and live are the best. Condition them up when the females are nice and full of eggs. Put them in a bare tank with a dense spawning mop, like a large spawning mop. Put them in there in the evening, and then the next evening, pull that mop. And I bet you anything, it'll be just absolutely full of eggs, and you'll be good to go. Now, every now and then, you try that kind of quantity method and it just doesn't work. In that case, I would keep the group in a heavily planted tank with gravel on the bottom. Gravel so the eggs and fried can get down there and not get eaten. Leave them in there for a couple weeks. Feed them really good, put them in that tank, leave them in there for a couple weeks and then remove them and fry will just start appearing in that tank. Sometimes that's an easier way to do it when the more, uh, I guess, artificial ways kind of fail. Just called me Eduardo, Master Aquatics. Team Aquatics had it. Yep, got it. Got it, got it. Tom, if you're watching, I'm real sorry I missed it. Uh, I, I'm unaware of anything except for what's going on here right now. It's just kept me very busy. Patricia, your tanks behind you are looking good. Thanks. Yeah, we're, we're enjoying it. It's nice to have some space. It's good to have room to stretch, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for those that have joined us more recently, we, we have a cool giveaway today. It's for some, uh, <laughs> why am I showing you this beautiful screen? <laughs> what I meant to do was uh, show you Knoda Sporkai. So this is the Kochu Tetra, and we're giving away a group of at least six of those today. So if you would like to be entered to win a nice, small, peaceful Tetra, that not small like an ember tetra by the way a little bigger but not a large tetra eh, inch and a half two inches would be a monster on these guys if you would like to win one of those then just type in blue kochu in the chat hashtag blue kochu that's hashtag b-l-u-e-c-o-c-h-u and you will be entered to win send you a small group of those and also, we're giving away uh, our one of our team members here, Johnny, our customer service 
our customer happiness officer, his partner likes to draw fish. So created some stickers. Here's an Oscar. Here's some other ones. Anyway, you'll get this variety of cool fishy stickers. Uh, and we'll do that. We'll do that giveaway after we give away the Tetras. There'll be a different hashtag for those just so we don't get confused. Okay, chat just jumped again because I'd be slow. Okay. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper answering my question about feeding the babies. I start puffer fry on Java moss from an older tank with whatever critters are in that. Vinegar eels on day three to seven, live baby Brian days three to 14, and then you go up to the Grindle white worms and Daphnia from day 10 on. Okay. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Pull a, a big clump of Java moss with a bunch of stuff on it and let them get all those benthic critters off of it. Cool, thanks for reminding me. Brian P, Discus Hans, they're now in Dover, Delaware with super cichlids. Yeah, Discus Hans. I, I think he's the one that's doing stenkers, if that's how you say it, Discus. Um, I said um again. Bad Dan. I, I think it's better though. I used to say um all the time in the live streams. But I, hopefully I'm getting a little better. So every two seconds you don't hear me going, um, and then, um, and then, um. So the other day, um, I, I know that gets old. What info is attached to the tank? So that's things like, as we, we so we just moved everything over here. We haven't got proper labels made. So most of that is what's in the tank. Just a little sticky note to say, here's what's in here. And we kind of know what our fish are, so it's helpful though as you're going down. It really helps at night because at night the lights are off and I go with a flashlight tank to tank looking for plecos and other fish to feed at night. So it's helpful for that. It kind of helps me know, keep my night feedings going. If you see a, a kind of gold dot on a tank, that means this needs food at night. It's got plecos or quarries or something like that in that tank. So here's one trick we do. If you have a, let's say you have a group of blue kochu tetras in a tank and you have quarries in that tank or plecos in that tank or something like that, and you put food in there, the tetras are likely to eat the lion's share of the food and the quarries or plecos are, are probably going to go hungry. But blue kochu tetras don't eat at night. They need light to eat. So once the lights go out, you can feed during the day, the tetras eat those, and then at night you can go around and feed the quarries and plecos and everyone gets a good meal and you've doubled the, the number of species you can, you can keep in your aquarium. So it works really well in a store situation. So that's mostly what that tells us. We also keep track of any fish that has had a problem. If we, we keep track of any deaths. So if a fish died, we note the date on the tank. And that way, if a few days pass and then we see a dead fish, we can look and see, is this just a one-off thing? Or is this something where every few days a fish is dying? So we keep track of that stuff. We keep track uh, of medications. Is there a certain take that we're medicating? If so, oh man, did we treat that yesterday? When did we start treating that? I don't know. We want to keep track of all that. So all that stuff is on right now on sticky notes on the tanks, just because we haven't got the uh, official labels and things set up on that. 
Orange cones. Do I need to repo that orange mug since you don't get to the bottom of the chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Orange Cones gifted me a, a bright orange mug. Oh, a long time ago now. But but I'm keeping it. <laughs> I like that mug. I don't use it on the stream just because I go through a lot more water than that mug holds. But I like that mug. So, nope. I'm keeping it, Orange Cones. We'll call it a fair trade. You got the extra fishies. I get, the, I get to keep the mug. Even though I cheated. Noel Bruker, so excited to make it live. I'm usually a faithful member of the Replay Gang. Hey, good. I'm glad you could make it. It's, it's a different experience live, right? A little different. You can contribute, see what's going on in real time. Glad you could make it. <laughs> Patricia is talking about how you've been to the principal's office frequently. <laughs> good. Sounds like you're doing life right. Sounds like you've been having fun. Doug Nip, I think I have too many G-U-O-P guppies, maybe? I mean, that happens if you do have guppies. Scuba Steve O's Aquatics. Hey, Scuba Steve, good to see you. Thanks for your old fish packing videos. It helped me ship my first shipment of fish successfully and even a day late. So it sounds like it got delayed and was still successful. Love the cap full of Prime in the five-gallon bucket. Appreciate the free game. Hey, Scuba Steve, I'm glad to hear that. It's an odd thing to be passionate about, but I'm passionate about shipping fish. And anytime I can do anything to make it so that the fish have a better experience when they're shipped, that's what I want to do. So I'm glad to hear that in your case it worked out. Thanks for letting me know, and uh, yeah, keep on keeping on. There we go, Doug Nip. I have too many muck guppies in my 29 gallon suggestions. Well, I don't know if your local pet store, if you have one, would be interested in a bunch of guppies. They do like assorted guppies quite a bit. You might not get anything for them, or maybe they'll give you, I don't know, you get a little food or something in trade, but at least you could find a new, new place for them. The other suggestion, and, and some people have a problem with this, but I don't, but the other suggestion is to get a pet that likes to eat guppies. So I have a puffer, a dragon puffer. I call it Mouth. She's a wet pet for me, and if I have too many guppies, that's not a problem because Mouth really likes guppies. Mouth is a Piscivorous puffer. So now I know that's not for everyone, and that, that upsets some people, but to me that's just natural. Fish eat fish all day, every day in the wild. And I, I feel like neither of those suggestions, a Doug, are probably very good because if you had a local pet store that would take them, you'd, you'd probably be doing that. And if you had a, a, a wet pet that would eat them, you wouldn't be asking the question. So those are my two suggestions. I don't have much more than that, other than fellow hobbyists in the area that might like them. Okay, I'm scrolling because chat did the jumpity-jumps. Here we go. Orange cones, I'm going to put the rainbow fish on a marble-floored tank with lots of moss. See how it goes. Oh, okay. The rainbow fish. Oh, 
Oh, okay. I think we're talking about the Luminatus. Is that right? Okay. Got a little confused. Technically, Luminatus are blue eyes, although we call them rainbow fish in the hobby. Just because the hobby likes to confuse itself. <laughs> Baron Von Yinzer. Baron, it's been a while. Good to see you again. Welcome back. I love the background of the new facility, but I miss the show taking your background. The new place looks amazing. Thanks. And it, I mean, it's a bit of a shambles now. We're literally still moving stuff in. So we've got just piles of stuff in areas as we get settled and find a place for everything and put everything in its place. Um, but I'm glad you like it. And I miss the background too. So I, I'm not sure where we'll, how we'll progress as we move in and things. If we get a new background tank or move the old background tank, that thing's hard to move though. That's an old oceanic tank. They made that glass thick and uh it takes like at least six full-grown men with strong backs to move that sucker it's it's not easy so i'm not sure what we're gonna do but it's great to hear from you baron it's been a while bruiser cb good evening and thanks for all you do thanks for being here thanks for supporting and be part of the uh community we appreciate it ira nelson Show a pic of your puffer, maybe, pretty please? Uh, yeah, I think I, I can do that, uh, you know, in all my spare time. <laughs> I mean, did I say Ira? I hope not. Ira, um, I do like mouth a lot and like showing pictures, but it's very hard for me to just take what I would call pleasure pictures, pictures for pleasure, because I've got so much picture taking I have to do just for work just to keep up. But if and when I find a moment, I'll do that. I do like, I do like mouth quite a lot okay let's do the first of the giveaways here so first giveaway is for a group of blue kochu tetras misnamed but still very cool in the okay Everything's backwards here. I have my monitor switched, and so it's taken me a while to get used to the new setup. But the winner is Gold Nugget Pleco Space Tetra. Gold Nugget Pleco Tetra, congratulations. You have won six Blue Kochu Tetras. If you chime in in the next two minutes and let us know you're here. So you've got two minutes to let us know you're here, and then you will be the proud owner of some Blue Kochu Tetras. And we'll go from there. Baron Von Yinzer, the blind roseline barbs are still doing amazing. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. That's great. Glad they found a good home. Patricia Kloppel, when's the tour of the fish room now? Okay, when's the tour of the fish room now, or did you do one already? I have not done a full tour of this current setup. It's it's. I did a, a real brief kind of video yesterday I believe on Instagram just kind of showing the space and stuff but it's not a full tour by any means um, oh I said um bad damn but it's going to be a while before I do one here but in the old facility I have several tours if you just look on the channel uh, showing new fish or every now and then the whole shebang some of those are a couple hours long though it takes a while to show every fish we had <laughs> so we do have once from the old facility, we have not done a, a tour of the new fish in this facility yet. We're just too busy still getting moved over to do that. Gold Nugget Pleco Tetra is here. All right. 
Glad you won. Gold Nugget, Pleco Tetra. If you would send an email to uh, hello at dancefish.com, H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com, with your first name, your last name, and your mailing address, we'll get those sent to you probably Wednesday of this coming week is when we'll do that. Ryan Hoke, thanks so much for the super chat. Do Corey's lay on glass even if there is no mail? I haven't had them do that that I can remember for me, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if a female was like, man, I've got way too many eggs in me. I'm going to go let some of these out. So it wouldn't surprise me, but I have not observed it in my own fish. And I, I'm trying to remember now if any like close fish keeping friends that have, have had that experience and shared that with me. It's not popping to mind. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I can neither confirm nor deny that that could happen. Okay, we're going to do the next giveaway for the group of stickers. So this assortment of stickers, all six of them. Let's see, can I fan them out like playing cards? Nope, I will drop them. And that's not six. Counting's hard, apparently. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, we're going to do it this way. These, these, these cool stickers that were made by uh, Johnny's uh, partner, we'll do the giveaway for that now. So if you would like to enter those, let's call it hashtag sticker let's make it easy okay if you enter hashtag sticker if you would like to be sent some of these that'll get you entered into winning and uh, we'll draw those in a few minutes here at the end of the stream we've got just you know four more minutes Keith, 746N, thank you for the CPDs I got you from you last week. I have never got individually packaged fish before. They're all doing great. I'm watching them eat right now. I'm glad to hear it. I, I love sending people Rick's CPDs because he breeds just the healthiest, best CPDs. So I, I know they're going to do good. And I know a lot of people struggle with them because the, the supply chain treats them roughly. And often when they come in, they just, they're not in great shape. And so I know a lot of people struggle with that fish. And it's not because the fish is not hardy. It is. It's because suppliers aren't doing their job. Now, some are. Sometimes you can get good groups through the, through the industry channels. But when I get them from Rick, I know they're going to do good. So, Keith, that, that, that lights up my day knowing they're doing well for you. And again, anyone that has struggled with CPDs and really wants to do them, but has had no luck in the past, I, I promise you the ones that, that we have that are hobbyists bred and raised in the USA, I would be very surprised if you had a problem with them. They're, they're going to, I 100% guarantee they'll thrive for you. Or your money back. Now I'm a used car salesman. But I, I really think that's a fish people could be more successful with if they started with quality stock and they're so awesome that I want people to be successful with them because they're such a neat little fish Sandy Farrell my gimpy angels had another spawn over 100 eggs <laughs> wow well I'm glad they're happy I yeah that's awesome that's awesome I have another group of, of gimpy angels too but I'm, I'm waiting a bit just because I don't want to do a Gippy Angel giveaway 
too often or people are going to think all I do is gimpy angels. <laughs> JP3, are Pandagaras super slow growers? I guess it depends on what you're comparing them to, but yeah, they're a lot slower than guppies and killifish and things like that, sure. Faster than plecos, so mid-range slowish grower, sure. Fresh, clean water and lots of food. It's the best you can do to get them going. All right, we're gonna draw the next giveaway for the stickers here. All right, so the winner of this fantastic assortment of stickers is Stephen P. 2003 Aquatics. Well, happy birthday, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen P., just to stick with the rules, you have two minutes to chime in. Let us know you're here. Uh, to claim your winnings, and we'll go from there. While we're waiting for Stephen P., let's get to one last question or comment here. Bunny Viper, how long do Geophagus wine milleri take to get to full size? It's hard to say because it's a mix of temperature, food quantity and quality, and water quality. So it, it can be very different for one person could have a group of geos and another could have a, the same spawn, right? You could raise it two different ways and get two very different growth rates. So that is difficult for me to say, but yeah, I can't give you a time. I can just say that I think geos are what I would call a, a they're not a slow growing cichlid. They're not fast like Mabuna, but they're not really slow. I'd, I'd call them an average rate grower cichlid, but I can't give you time because there's too many variables. So, sorry about that. Chevy Fish is letting me know that Punchy Paints is going tonight. All right, Punchy Paints is streaming after us. Punchy Paints, I've been too busy to chime in lately, but I hope your art's going well and things are going well for you. Okay, let's see here. It looks like Stephen P. has claimed the winnings so Stephen P, you know the drill. If you would send us an email with your first and last name and mailing address to hello at dancefish.com, H-E-L-L-O at dancefish.com. Why am I doing this with my mouse? I'm just fidgeting. This is mouse fidgeting. That can't be good. Anyway, uh, we'll get those stickers sent to you. All right, I think that does it for us. Thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks as always to my moderators for doing what they do and helping the stream go smoothly. Thanks everyone that threw money at us. We appreciate the super chats. Never required, but we're a scrappy startup and every bit really does help. Uh, $2 super chats really do help at this stage. It's, it's nice to be able to have a little extra cash to do some things with, so thank you. Everyone that left a question or comment, if I didn't get to yours, I'm sorry I get to all of them that I, that I can and still be me. <laughs> but thanks for participating. If you're lurking Hail the Lurker Nation. If you're watching on the replay, hello from the past. And if you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. And thanks to Michael Mellier for making the podcast happen. We'll be back next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, have a great night. Thanks, everybody, and bye-bye.